Welcome to the Big Ideas for Small Business podcast, hosted by fellow small business owner, Tim Hayden. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Big Ideas for Small Business. I'm your host, Tim Hayden. Man, I I'm, have a great friend of mine with us today that uh, has been on the podcast several times. So, Chris Oakley. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Good to have me back, man. I appreciate it. Yep. Good to have me back. Is that what you say? Thanks for having me back. <laughs> it's good to be back. I think, that's, I think that's what you're supposed to say. It's good to be back. Anyway, hey, we're, we're glad to have you. And hey, again, for the listeners, we're in studio. That's right. <laughs> Again. Second time, right? That's exactly right. Yeah, second or third time. So every time I'm here, the studio keeps growing, man. It's awesome. <laughs> it's good. Hey, well, um, Chris, if you will, if the listeners have not listened before, just hey, give them a little bit of uh, bio about yourself. Yeah, I feel like it changes every time I'm on here. So uh, I'm a strategic planning coach, business coach for a bunch of small businesses, uh, consultant for a few larger businesses. I own uh, around. 10 franchises now as well and so just got my hands in a few things got a team of folks working so we're just trying to help people scale their businesses is the main focus and i have the franchises to make sure i stay fresh and can scale my own businesses or uh it's not really worth much teaching others so still staying busy got a team really helping and it's been awesome oh that's great and hey and for our listeners to to lean in as i like to say you know chris and i we work together and have worked together uh you know for going on a little less than a year i would say yeah absolutely you know? yeah so uh and again it's been good to i mean it's been good to see firsthand for you and i to work some and i think you've given uh, i've the listeners have have heard you know i've had coaching in my life really for the last uh eight plus years you know so so it's good to have something different and you know one thing when you and i talked you know i, I really you know i challenge you bring some new stuff bring some and i think increase you've definitely done that so i appreciate that good it's a lot of fun to stay with you and work with you guys and you guys are always pushing the limit so it makes it uh, keeps me on my toes which yeah. is great that's no, great you know hey well uh as we know this is a new year so january 2020 so happy new year to everyone out there and one thing that uh that we want to talk about today and you actually introduced yourself as this is uh you know you being a strategic planning coach so our, our topic for today is strategic planning so, Chris, my first question, what is strategic planning and why is it important uh, for all for a small business to have one? Yeah, for me, strategic planning, first of all, is my favorite thing in the world to do. It is the key, in my opinion, to scaling any organization, scaling your own life. I mean, it goes from personal to professional uh, to organizational. Strategic planning uh, for me is, is the key. It really comes down to stewardship. But strategic planning is basically resourcing. It's, it's resourcing time, energy, dollars into certain specific things. Uh, if we don't call those out, if we don't put definition to what we're going to put attention and resources to, we're not going to scale, right? We're going to get sucked into all the operational flow. We're going to continue to live in our operational worlds. We're only going to grow by sleeping a little less or doing a little, getting a little more efficient or whatever that may be. We're not going to do these big strategic priorities that help us scale, right? Those things don't happen organically. We have to call them out. We have to say with the resources we have and the bandwidth we have and the team that we have, these are the, the things we should focus on uh, for the year 2020. And this is what's going to take our organization to the next level. If we don't call them out and if we don't get better at calling them out and executing on those things, we're going to continue to do the same thing. And hopefully, once again, get a little more efficient or sleep a little less and work a little more and grow that way. And that's an exhausting road uh, to build an organization on. Yeah, that's good. Hey, so for you, what is your definition of strategic planning? 
Resource planning. Resource planning. Yeah, I mean that's really it for me, right? We're, it's but when I say resourcing, I do mean time, dollars, energy into identifying a couple things that we're going to enforce on the organization. We're going to say, hey, this new revenue stream now's the time to do it. One of came up organically, right? So we're going to, with our resource planning, select one, two, three big things that this is how we scale the organization. So it's a, it's a new revenue stream. It's a new property. It's a second geographical location. It's a investment in a CRM to make all of our systems more efficient. Things that, once again, wouldn't happen organically. We're going to select these things that are the right things for our organization and the best use of, once again, our time, resources, energy, and bandwidth. Now, that's good. Hey, why is that important? Because once again, like you're just not going to scale any other way, right? If we live and this world is designed to keep us living in an operational flow, that's fine. We can live in this operational world. Most of our organizational time will still be operational, but we don't ever escape that if we don't focus on the strategic, if we mm-hmm. don't focus on the priority. And so once again, you just kind of grind and grind and your people kind of grind and grind and our organization kind of grinds on uh, and hopefully uphill, but that it never does anything uh, phenomenal, right? It never does anything new. It doesn't do anything uh, spectacular and remarkable. And that's just, you get lost in the noise with the rest of the world that way. And mm-hmm. so if we don't set side time, energy, resources to spe- to specifically pick strategic priorities that will scale us, that will stand out, that will do things differently, that will make things easier for our team. We will live in that operational flow forever, and we will grind and burn out. Mm, that's good. That's good. Hey, um, man, I- I've thought about so many questions to ask you right then, but I'm going to hold off a little bit, and we'll keep going, but i got some Fire great away. questions. I mean, I, I know i got some great questions. Uh, hey, so my next question uh, give some examples of who should be involved in the creation and execution of, of strategic planning. So this is this is a hard question, and I, I really like that you had this on here. This is, for me, it, it depends. Once again, I don't care if you're a solopreneur. I don't even care if you don't own an organization. Do strategic planning with your family, with yourself, whatever, right? This is, once again, how you do less better, which anyone that's listened, that's my, my, my saying, right? That's what I love is through this kind of planning. And so you can do that for your personal life, you can do that for your family, you can do that for your organization. Uh, And so it really kind of depends on what we're trying to do strategic planning right for. It also depends on who are the people available. Uh, What is the level of bandwidth? The reality is, if we have an organization, we still need people doing whatever we do, mm-hmm. right? We need them in the operational flow. That's what pays the bills. That's what serves our customers. That's what brings resources in the door. And so it comes to who is available from a bandwidth standpoint uh, to speak into the strategic planning, who sees enough of the organization to effectively speak into strategic planning, uh, and who can represent the different areas of strategic planning. Sometimes, once again, it's just a solopreneur and I'm just starting and I'm going to pick one strategic priority and I'm going to keep it small because I don't have a lot of bandwidth outside of my operational world. I can only dedicate a couple hours a week to work on the business, not in on these strategic priorities. An organization like yours, we have a whole leadership team, right, that represents different areas and they all have 
teams under them, so they have more bandwidth, so we can select two or three strategic priorities. We can all get into a room and spend an entire day uh, kind of hammering out what are the right priorities to focus on? What are the things, what is? What are you seeing in your area? Tim, what are you seeing in your area? And so we start to you know, have the different representation there, but it honestly comes down to the bandwidth. Uh, it's, there's not a lot of point to having everyone in there if they can't really speak into it or do anything about it, and I would like to keep them in their operational flow. Some organizations, I like to have the whole team there. They've got five people. Let's get the whole team in there and let's hear what the company's going. Let's spend a half day and do it together. So it really does depend, and a lot of it's on bandwidth and what we can allow for and what's the size of the organization and what amount of time, energy, resources we can allot to strategic planning. Okay. Uh, well, that's a great answer. But one thing I want to I want to throw out to you is that so we can use Sergeant Metal as an example. You know, mm-hmm. so we have a leadership team, and then uh, and we have, you know, our our executive team is our leadership team, and then under that we have managers. But what about if you're a small company, or even if you're the size we are, or even a lot bigger? Is that what about having an outside source come in? And matter of fact, you know, uh, Chris, you're leading us tomorrow. You're leading our team through strategic planning. So I know you and I have done some prep work for that meeting tomorrow. I'm really pumped up about it. Uh, but but unpack that to our listeners about having an outside source. Well, the reality is, uh, you know, Tim, you know the organization a million times more. You know business way more than me. Uh, just by being that third-party validation coming from the outside, people will say things to me that they won't say to you, right? I can say things that you've probably said a million times and they don't hear, but because I'm the outside voice, I'm the expert, right? And so it really does help um, to have an outside source come in, but they have to also kind of know what they're doing and see kind of the elements in the room and uh, watch out for landmines as well. I mean, it's it's... Those days of strategic planning can get heated and tense uh, because there are a lot of people passionate about different things. And so uh, you need someone that really is a partner with you, understands the organization, but it's also that third party validation that will drive things that you can't drive as the leader of the organization because they listen to you all the time. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of getting someone to help uh, just listen, guide, facilitate. Once again, they shouldn't be telling you, Tim, what to do with your business. Uh, they should be saying, Tim, hey, did you hear what was just said here? Like, that, that carries some weight. Did you, you know, did you catch that? Hey, Tim's saying this to the team. Are you, you grabbing why he's saying this? Because the financials are telling us we need to focus on X, Y, Z, right? So it's a reinforcement support, kind of pausing things on certain issues and making sure uh, everything's kind of getting laid out and then kind of packaged back up together at the end. And it's just, once again, they, they will listen to things from me that they won't, that you've said a million times and they won't hear from you. Yeah, I think it's good. I think it's great to, um, a lot, uh, what you said was great. And I'm sure that our listeners got a lot of that. A lot of time in the leadership seat and I'm blessed. I get to be a senior leader here is that we can have blinders on and what we got to be careful of now. I think that what we've earned around here is that our team, we have incredible trust with one another. That's why we can go further faster as a leadership team than we can as me as an individual. And I am all about team leadership. Uh, ultimately, if I have to make a decision, I will. But you can I'd rather to have a group consensus on something than having to make a decision uh, by myself. But I will do both if I need to. So, But uh, if, I get, if, I, if I, as my 16-year-old uh, said, or as when he was much younger, he would used to say, fast forward back. Or if I, were, if I rewind back to... Um, uh, January 2018, and I learned this from you, we started, so in 2017, we had about 30 or 40 business goals. We got about 
25 of them done, checked them off, felt pretty good about it. You know, in 2018 we had four goals, and 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 our whole and our and our theme for that year was do less better. Chris, I learned that from you. And so we had four goals. We got three of those four gun done. Felt pretty good about it. So in, so we moved to 2019. We had one operational goal, and and it's to move the scorecard. And you know we've we've unpacked that, Chris. You've been part of that for a while. But one thing that I've learned this year that with you and I working together, Chris, we're in our second quarter of having quarterly strategic priorities. So there are three. So I know we didn't talk about this up front, but but I think it's important. So as you like after we finish our strategic planning tomorrow, my assumption here, and you and I have already prepped, we're gonna have a lot of strategic priorities for 2020. You can't work on all you cannot work on all of them at one time. So we had uh, third quarter this year, we had three strategic projects. We got them all accomplished. Chris, you were involved in that. Fourth quarter, we're, in the, we're knee deep in the three for this quarter. Then next year, once we do strategic planning, we're gonna be able to, to pick, okay, what's first quarter strategic priorities, then what's second quarter gonna be? You don't have to define those all for the year right then. You just pick the three that are most important to your business here and now. Woo, I said a lot, Chris. You wanna yeah. unpack what I talked about? Yeah, it's really good, and, and just to kind of Rewind back. What fast, fast forward, forward back. back? Yeah, even further. Uh, <laughs> if you're starting this process, and please do once again, personally, professionally, uh, as a leader, as an individual, I, I don't care what level. Start doing this. Some sort of strategic planning for your life. Uh, I'm just going to take it from the organizational standpoint. Start with one. Tim, you've got more bandwidth. You got a bigger leadership team. We'll talk about that. But just pick one big thing. This is the thing. If I kill this thing on my business. This quarter will win. I would focus on a quarterly rhythm. Once again, depending on different execution systems, you can, you know, they three to nine months basically is kind of their window for getting something done, right? That's their kind of time frame. I just like the quarterly rhythm because it's enough time to put our heads down and try to kill something, but also. Uh, we get to lift our heads up in three months. Was it the right thing to kill? What should we kill now? What should we go do, right? And so I just like it, and it's a good, easy starting point. So pick one strategic part. This is the thing. Let's invest in this CRM and get it implemented within our business. We've been talking about it for years. Let's drive it across, and let's do this three-month sprint on attacking that thing. We've got you know a leadership team. Everyone can give a few hours a week on it. We'll break it down. We'll attack it. We'll drive it across the finish line, and we'll talk about how to execute here in a second. Um, start with one, start with a quarterly rhythm. That's where I'd begin for anyone listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're like Tim and you've got multiple leaders in different posi- areas of the organization, we got a little more band, go ahead, go with two or three priorities, fine. But the biggest thing is what's the most important thing? We mm-hmm. kill this thing, that's our deal, let's drive it home. No, that's great, that's great. So, uh, hey, so my next question is what constitutes success? And what are the tools to monitor success? So we're going to define that in our strategic planning, right? We're going to say, okay, we're going to have this strategic priority, I keep saying, on this CRM implementation. Okay, what is success on that? Hey, leadership team, what does success look like three months from now on this strategic priority? Given the bandwidth we have, everyone in this room can give a few hours a week to it. Let's be realistic what we can do. Let's drive this thing. Okay, well, first of all, we've got to, success looks like identifying the right CRM. You know, we've got to do our research. So identifying the right CRM. Now doing a couple beta tests with a few different CRMs. Now we've selected our CRM, all bullet points to what success looks like on the strategic part. And then we're going to select it. We're going to negotiate 
negotiate the contract. We're going to sign the paper. We're going to you know work with their uh, implementation team, and we're going to get it implemented. And we're going to have two people driving that, and then they're going to train our entire team on how to use this CRM so our sales team knows how to do it all by the end of the quarter. Right? We're going to just list the bullet point. You define it. You define what success looks like on that strategic priority, depending on the, the bandwidth you have. This is where an outsider actually does help, right? Is that realistic? Do you have the bandwidth to drive that? Let's see what success looks like in three months. Because most organizational leaders, Tim Hayden's going to want to do everything this quarter, right, within the strategic program. Of course. We're going to, not only are we going to select a CRM, Tim Hayden wants to create his own CRM from that and then develop it and then sell it. And, you know, like that's the way it works, right? So uh, finding that and defining that success for our strategic priority uh, you get to pick it, but it, it needs to once again fit within the rhythm of execution, within the time frame and the bandwidth allowed. Yeah, I think that's good. Hey, so what are the tools to monitor success? So there is a rhythm of execution to this. There, there is, I don't think there's a one way to do strategic planning. There are, there are a lot of ways, once again, depending on size of organization and leaders and bandwidth and all these things that I flex a lot on developing whatever the strategic plan is for an organization. There are, there's only a couple things that I won't back down on that have to be implemented. And it is a weekly rhythm, a weekly meeting that is the same time every single week. Any execution book strategy, uh, they have this rhythm of execution, right? If we're talking about four disciplines of execution, this uh, moving the way it's a weekly meeting, right? Rhythm, uh, any kind of traction, scaling up, all of these um, stra- execution strategy uh, playbooks basically you have to have a weekly rhythm of execution, which means uh, when we're doing strategic planning, I will select one of the leaders, may or may not be you, know, you Tim, it may be someone around you, but we're gonna set a time every week, it's 30 minutes, uh, we're gonna sit around the table and we're gonna talk about that strategic priority and what are the next action steps, who does what by when, that's the rhythm. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna have someone basically act like a dictator in that meeting. I want someone to control that meeting because we'll get off track so quick, but I want to keep the main thing the main thing, implementing the CRM. That's all that matters. Who's going to do what by when? Okay, Tim, this week you're going to research the three uh, CRMs and you're going to come back and, and tell us which one you recommend and why. Okay, great. Next week we have same time. Next week, Tuesday, 9.30 a.m., we come back to our meeting. Hey, Tim, did you do that? Okay, which, what do you think? All right, we need to go with Salesforce. We need to go with, do you have a CRM sponsoring your podcast? I'll say them. Uh, uh, no, we you know, we go, we go with whatever you, know, you say there, and then we say, okay, what's next, Tim? Now I've got to go do a beta test with them, and we're going to implement it with some of our customers and implement them in the CRM, and I'm going to have a sandbox. I'm going to play with it. Great, cool. Come back next week. Did you do it? What did you learn? What? Mm-hmm. And it's this, who does what by when? Next week, did you do it? Okay, what's next? Yeah. You know, did you do it? Why or why not? What's next? That rhythm on a weekly same time, those are the only ingredients from the execution piece I have to have, right? Every single week, we're going to talk about implementing the CRM at 2.30 or 9.30 a.m. on Tuesday, and that's going to be our time every week, and we're going to say, did you do it? Okay, what's next? Mm -hmm. And that's how you drive something for a full three months across the finish line. Yeah, and let me say from personal experience, Chris, we have done that. We did it last year, and you know, and we have weekly cadence meetings the same time, the same day every week, and we get updates. We keep and same thing we do with our wig meeting, our wildly important goal that we did in 
in 2019. So we keep the ball moving. I think it's very important. That's a meeting that is non-negotiable. It has to happen. Yep. I mean, you know, every single week you've got to stay on that cadence. So I think that's super that's, important. That's true for your personal life too. You want to move the needle on anything that matters to you, you put a weekly rhythm to it. Yep. You put a weekly accountability to it. Yep. I, that's, that's great. And, I, you know, um, I'm I, you've worked with me a while. I'm a pretty disciplined guy. But I tell you, and for our listeners to lean in, more on the personal side than the business side. The business side, we have to get things done. But personally, a lot of times we can let things slip. It's important to keep that going as well. I'm a goal setter, Chris. You see my goals every month. And, man, most of them, we get checked off every month. Some of them that Dude, we there's don't. like 700 every <laughs> month that we have to walk through. That's ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, well, hey, uh, as, since it's a new year, 2020, we need to cut those down. We need to do less better. Do less better. Mm-hmm. We're just going to go a little deeper and kill some of those things. That's exactly right. That's I good. love your goals. It's awesome. <laughs> Hey, uh, my next question, how should the strategic priorities um, be reviewed for, for success? In that weekly rhythm. In that weekly rhythm, we're going to say, okay, we, we identified this strategic priority. We also, in our strategic planning at the start of the quarter, identified what success looks like, what winning looks like that. And we're going to, once again, break it down in, in that meeting. What are the next action steps? Did you do them? That's, you know, who does what by when? Did you do it? It's that accountability piece. The reality is, you know, we're, we can't plan it that accurately. It's not like we finished the quarter and we just took across in the finish line at the same time on that strategic priority, right? So we're we're always going to have this ongoing conversation around it, but it happens in that weekly meeting. Okay, this is what we said success looks like on this. Here's where we're at. we got a gap to close. Who needs to do what by when? Okay, Tim, I need you to go do this. Robert, I need you to go do this. Okay, and come back next week and, and tell us how it goes and then what's next, right? And so that weekly rhythm, we're going to... Uh, make sure we're staying uh, on track with what we said success on that strategic priority is. Yep. And also, so let me ask you another question. Uh, If you've got, if you're working in the business and you've got one strategic priority for the quarter and there's, and sometimes things happen that are unexpected, if you don't get it done, hey, is that okay? Just, you just got to keep the focus and, 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 Learn like let's just say that you had a for the first quarter twenty twenty, I want to get this done. If it comes March thirty, you know March thirty one, and I don't have that done, okay, you know what? Instead of beating yourself up, you know, go back and look. Okay, why didn't we get that done? Learn from that, and then you know what? Let's give ourselves another month or another two weeks or whatever. But totally. I, uh, what's your response there, Chris? Well. <laughs> I try to be careful with this one because it depends on the personality of uh, who's working on this. To your point, some some people just need grace, right? Like, hey, we didn't. And, this. and the reality is I wanted to be very hard to get off of these strategic priorities for something else to pull me away from it operationally, personally, whatever. We said, we set an entire day with our leadership team and said this is the most important thing for us as a company to get to the next level. And so it should take a lot to get us off focusing on that. Now, all of us are adults and we have to make decisions to say, hey, I'm going to pivot right now. This is more important. My family, this thing, we're, we're, we're going to forget about that for, or back burner that for a little bit and go work on this other thing. Totally fine, as long as we're intentionally saying. But that weekly rhythm makes that hard to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that accountability within that weekly rhythm makes that hard to do. And so that that's... It, once again, depends on the personality uh, and 
and I want progress and I want it to be intentional decisions. And once again, intentional resourcing at the beginning of this, right? We're, we've got to be stewards of time, energy, money. And so, um, you know, if someone in that weekly meeting, hey, I didn't get to this, do you need help? This is how I do it. If I'm running that weekly meeting, hey, you know, Tim, you were supposed to get to this this week. How'd it go? Oh, you didn't get it done? What happened? Oh, you got sucked into this operational thing. Do we need to take that off your plate? Do we need someone else to there mm, so you can drive this over? Because you said this was, we said this was the most important thing. So let us know if we need to clear space and bandwidth for you to drive that thing home. Right? We have that conversation in the weekly rhythm. So yeah. it's not a quarter's over and Tim never had bandwidth. And now yeah. we find out. Yeah, that's good. And I, I just wanted to mention that you know, because our listeners may be a one person organization or five person yeah. organization, they may say, hey, I love what I'm hearing, but I don't know how to do it. But again, I think. And we've we've experienced personally that weekly, you know, that weekly huddle for 30 minutes is important. And I tell you, one thing I learned in 4DX, and we've talked about this some on the podcast before, is if you're not careful, the whirlwind of your business is going to grab you, and you will find 50 different reasons why you didn't get something done. But having that weekly cadence that you're going to have people around you that hold you accountable, and to have someone that's going to be the disciplinary. Yep, we got to get it done. But there, sometimes life happens and stuff happens. Totally. And and you know what? You don't may not get it done by March 31, but you may get it done by April 15th, tax day. So nothing. Yeah. So that's, you know, just a totally a hundred percent right. You know, uh, I think it's important, and I've learned to do this over the last several years. That as our listeners are listening and they're man they're, they're drinking the Kool Aid they want to go in they want to go have a strategic planning session with their team and and they get strategic quarterly priorities out of that is that celebrate the wins it's super important yeah. you know to celebrate and I tell you, one thing that I, we work hard on doing is celebrating let's just don't check it off and move on Chris five to seven years ago I didn't think that way but I think it's important that we celebrate along the way anything you want to add to that No I I totally agree have fun with it. Uh, I will say the flip side of it is you're not going to be good at this in the beginning, right? Like mm. this is all new. That's good. And so to your point, having some grace and understanding this is a journey. But guess what? Every quarter we get a chance to do it again and we yeah. get to get better and we get to select a better priority and we get to get more done on it and we get to increase our bandwidth to spend on on these strategic things. And right. And so it builds momentum. And you, five years down the road, all of a sudden, here's a lot to celebrate. We, we can move a lot in a quarter. If it's your first time doing it and you're just by yourself, pick one thing, spend, you know, set aside two hours a week to work on that one thing and just start there. But you at least start hammering out things that you've been wanting to do. It won't happen organically, to your point. The whirlwind sucks us in, right? And so you've got to put your foot in the ground and say, no, I'm just going to dedicate two hours a week to work on strategic yep. planning uh, and driving home the strategic priority that we said is key for me getting to the next level. If you don't just say I'm done living in the operational whirlwind, you will live there forever and you will quit. Yep. No, you're right. That's, that's really good. Hey, well, as we start to wrap up our podcast, uh, Chris, what's one piece of advice you would give our listeners today? Create margin for yourself to work on the strategic things. You can fo- you can force this. Once again, the operational whirlwind will never allow for strategic planning, strategic priorities to happen, right? So the more time you can set aside to force, the quicker you will scale on things. If you feel like you can only give two hours, try four hours, mm. right? You can press this stuff. You'd be surprised at what you can get done in 36 hours, I don't know a business owner that only works 40 hours, but you know, in 36 hours of operational and four hours of strategic, yeah, I mean, you can, 
you can take a whole day. I can take Fridays, and that's going to be my strategic priorities days. Now it starts to force you to get the operational stuff done in four days, and it starts making you solve new and better problems to allow for you to focus as a leader on strategic planning uh, to scale the organization. So start small, but force it. Like, make it happen. Put it on the calendar. Uh, pick one priority and weekly work on it. Put the time on the calendar. Get accountability around you, and that's, that's really it. And that, and that starts the rhythm. It doesn't feel monumental any one week, but to your point, we get it through a quarter and all of a sudden, oh, man, we've been talking about this thing for six years and we finally threw it across the finish line. Oh, all right, a little a little giddy up in our step, right? What are we going to do next? Now we can focus on this thing and you get to solve bigger and better problems, you know, all the way down the road. So it, it does, the wins start adding up and you start gaining momentum, uh, but just start forcing it into your schedule. Yeah, that's good. And I'll, I'll add one more thing that no matter what size your organization is, is that if you're the leader, everyone is watching your every move. And right now they're thinking that, well, if Tim says this and we never do it, it's never going to get done. But if Tim says this and then I'm using me as an example, then and if we start moving, they're going to see those things. You know, and I, and I say it all the time, what we permit, we promote. So I think it's important that we can't do everything at one time. But what we do, we want to do with excellence. And you know what? I agree with you, man. The listeners out there, the first time you try this, it's going to be hard. Yes. It's, it's going to take some time. But I think, you know, but you know what? Try something, one thing. What's the one big thing that you can do? What's low-hanging fruit out there that you can go grab, get a win, celebrate, and then you know what? What's the next one? This is, you know, this can build some great momentum for their, for their businesses as they move forward. So. Totally. I love it. And the other thing is to remember you never arrive, right? So manage your own expectations. Manage your team's expectations. Uh, this will be part of my job with your team, right? Like it, it's, you, we never make it. We never arrive. You never arrive in business. You never arrive in life. We're going to be growing. And so we're always going to be short and we're always going to feel like we're never there, right? And so that gets, uh, it gets exhausting over time. And so once again, going back to your point of celebrating the wins is important. We got to keep driving growth, but we've got to take care of ourselves through the process mm-hmm. because once again, you never arrive. And so manage your own time resources. It's, it all comes down to stewardship. Yep. Oh, that's great. Well, Chris, man, hey, thank you for being in studio again. It's always great yes. to have you in studio to hang out with us some. So look forward to Thanks And for hey, for our me. listeners, man, I'm excited that uh, Chris gets to lead us in strategic planning tomorrow. So it's going to be it, fun. It's going to look forward to it. Hey, thanks for listening, everyone. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Chris Oakley, who went to be with Jesus on December the 12th, 2019, in a sudden and tragic hunting accident. He was doing what he loved with people he cherished. We are thankful for the opportunity we had to get to know Chris, both as a colleague and a great friend. He will be missed. Thanks for listening, and God bless.